Hi, and welcome to episode 37 of Set Your Mind to It with Michaela Campbell. This is a podcast where I share personal advice, tips, and life experiences to help like-minded, ambitious young women set their mind to it and achieve their goals. So welcome back and happy new year. We are now in 2022. It's kind of crazy. I was just thinking this podcast has now hit the span of three years, which is crazy how time flies. So anyways, thanks again for tuning in for hopefully another year of podcasting, hopefully a little bit more consistent this year. Like to keep it real with you guys, last year was not super consistent, but looking to have really clear, strong goals for this year and show up a lot differently and as the most authentic version of myself and really show myself what is possible and hopefully help you guys find out what's possible for you as well. So excited for what 2022 has to hold for all of us. But in saying that, it's not always easy and amazing and I wanted to share what's been going on for me because I've found that I've been spending the past few weeks trying to really focus on rest and letting myself hit the reset button and recharge but for someone like myself and if you're listening you probably relate to this as well it's not always as easy said as done or not always easy to do as said you know what I mean (laughs) but I've found it's been really hard to actually rest without feeling guilty and I think it's because I got to a point where it was just procrastination not rest anymore and I was feeling really drained and there's been a few things that happened and I realized that this would probably be a good topic for an episode. Like I say pretty regularly on here is that I like to pick a topic that's kind of close to home for the week so I can give you guys something that I feel is relevant and still quite fresh in my mind. So I wanted to do today's episode on what to do when your emotional tank is running low. And that's because there's been a few things recently. It's been Christmas and New Year, so there's been lots going on. And there's been a little bit of drama and I just found that my emotional tank has been drained and it really caught up to me yesterday. And I was like, I need to do an episode on this. I've done other episodes about what to do when you're in a slump and how to pull yourself out of it. But I thought this is a concept I've been using a little bit for myself is this idea of an emotional tank. And it's super helpful for letting yourself feel bad when you do and not beating yourself up for it I've probably said this a lot in other episodes but I really really strongly believe in that like life is 50 50 it's not all good it's not all bad and that means that it's okay to have days where you feel shitty and you feel crap doesn't mean that we're going to feel like that 100% of the time but it does mean that life ebbs and flows and it's not always going to be butterflies sunshine and roses but we have to figure out what we can do to get out of it because we don't always want to stay in that place where We're not feeling in a good headspace and it's okay to be there, but it's also okay to want to get out of that because it feels crap at the time. So for me, it was just a lot going on through Christmas, through New Year and coming out of New Year, it was just, I realized my emotional tank was super, super low and it got to yesterday, which was only the second And I just had nothing left in me anymore. I will talk about this in a little bit. I'll give my own experience as always, but I want you guys to be able to identify this in yourself as well. So this idea of the emotional tank, it's just a good kind of analogy to use in terms of if you have like a water bucket or a fuel tank, anything like that, any kind of thing that you can fill up, you're going to have inputs and outputs, right? 
There's going to be things that can put holes in it, cause leaks and cause it to drain. And there's going to be things that can fill it up and things that can patch it up. So this nice little analogy, I think, is good to kind of think about what's going into your emotional tank, what's positive and filling you up and lighting you up, but then also what's draining you, what's letting things leak out of that emotional tank. And when that emotional tank gets low, the reason I know that it's low is because I get really irritable, easily frustrated, not really angry, but I just get annoyed or I feel overwhelmed or I just feel really low in mood um you might even find like you're losing your temper especially at other people and that's not normally a personality trait for you like that's what I find is that I snap a lot easier when my emotional tank is low and like it's a tank right so it's not one or the other it's not on or off it just you notice that it becomes easier and easier to snap and I found that I didn't even hang out with anybody yesterday because I was just like no. I can't, emotional tank is low, I feel drained, there's been too much going on and it's hard to kind of step out of that and go, oh, okay, it's just that my emotional tank is empty. It's almost like your emotional resiliency, like how much resilience do you have to keep on going through when you have things like kind of hitting you, flying through, thinking, dinging that tank, how many times can you cop those before it starts to leak and empty out and hits empty? And I think yesterday I just found that I had nothing left in the tank. I had a pretty good night's sleep, like a solid eight hours, but I was in a bit of sleep debt from the week before and still hadn't caught up on that. And then I found that like focusing on external things, like dramas that were going on, I then felt that I had not much left and I felt so tired and exhausted and I just didn't want to do anything like... I. actually no yesterday I did go to the beach because I live really close to the beach now so I love going to the beach but I went to the beach by myself and didn't feel much better afterwards and normally the beach makes me feel amazing so there's a few things here that I'm going to dive into like what you can do to fill up your emotional tank but I think even for me that's a sign that when I'm doing things that I love that normally make me feel great and re-energized if they're not working I know it's really time to go whoa hey hit reset and one of the biggest things that I've noticed that really helps and this is kind of what I'm just going to dive straight into it I guess is like what to do to refill your emotional tank for me when I've noticed all those kind of symptoms that my emotional tank is super empty I'm feeling irritable snappy upset sad all those negative emotions and I can't get out of them despite being able to um, reframe things like that's one thing I kind of like value being able to do is use my mindset to go all right It's okay to feel bad, but how can I reframe this? Because this isn't helping me anymore feeling like this. When I'm not able to reframe things anymore, when I'm not able to go and do something I love and enjoy it and still feel really sad and upset, I'm like, all right, this isn't actually a reflection of my thoughts about it. It's like my emotional tank has just hit low. I need to go refill it. And for me, normally that means I've been too busy, too focused on other things and not prioritizing rest. And so the number, number, number one thing that I do is sleep. (laughs) Like it's so, so simple and we all kind of neglected, I think, in the sense of like that culture of just push on and hit that point of burnout. And this is kind of a mix of burnout and your emotional tank being low. But sometimes I think it's not a matter of burnout can be over months and months and months of things of doing the same old. But sometimes there's just an intense period like Christmas and New Year's when there's lots going on can kind of 
just hit that drain point really quickly all of a sudden. So I went to the beach, didn't do it for me, went home and I just actually went up to my room, laid down and even though I'd had eight hours of sleep, I closed my eyes and I kid you not, I slept for like two and a half hours, middle of the afternoon and I think I'd had a nap like the day or two before as well. Like I was napping quite a lot but I woke up from that and I was like, oh, like I still felt kind of tired which was crazy but I was like, I needed that so badly. And I think in the past, I've definitely been guilty of just going, pushing on, pushing on, pushing on and trying not to nap until I'm absolutely like crashing and burning, like especially when I was studying. But now I'm not studying. I can kind of go, okay, I don't have to be go, go, go and doing, doing, doing all the time. Sometimes it's okay to actually just rest. And especially coming into this new year where I want to launch my own business and be creative and create podcast episodes and content, I can't be doing that when I'm completely drained. And this is what my coach was telling me that it's actually better to rest so that then you can come up with those creative ideas. Whereas in the past, I just thought produce as much as possible, don't rest, but you're not in that right headspace to be able to create anything. And whether that's for your own business or for anything in your life, you're just not going to be able to produce the best version of you or of the things that you're doing. So as simple as it is, having a rest, whether that's just getting to bed earlier or actually just going time out, I need to go like have a nap or even just resting on your bed. Maybe you can't fall asleep easily during the day. I've always been able to, but I think the difference that sleep can make when you're feeling that emotional tank being low. Other times I've done this and literally wake up and be like, oh, the only reason that problem felt so big is because I was so fucking tired. I couldn't deal with anything. Like it makes a big difference. And I'm sure you already know this. People say it all the time, like just get some sleep, get some rest. But really being in the midst of it and waking up and then being able to have a different view on things, you're like, wow. Was that literally affecting me that much because I was just exhausted? So it's like one thing to have that emotional tank being empty from being emotionally drained, but sometimes being like physically tired can drain you emotionally as well. Like you just don't have the resiliency to deal with those little things. Like do you ever think of a time when someone just makes an offhanded comment? They don't mean anything nasty by it, but it literally just gets you, you get annoyed, you might snap back at them or you like simmer over it and you're really frustrated and get angry at them and you talk about them behind their back you're like how could they say that oh my gosh you know those things that just really rile you up but if you had have been in a good happy mood lots of energy you wouldn't have even thought about it too much it would have been that was like probably not a super funny comment but you're not going to take it to heart that's what can happen when you let your emotional tank get too low and I know that definitely happens for me like I just get a lot snappier and things irritate me that don't normally irritate me and then I wake up from a nap I'm like oh none of those things bother me anymore like that quick of a fix like it's crazy but in saying that it's not all just going to be about sleep I just think that's the number one place to start because if you're physically drained then it makes it really hard to do anything else and sleep is really good for two types of recovery and I mentioned this in another episode but you've got your REM and your non-REM sleep One's for your mind, one's for your body. So you need both of those stages of sleep to actually recover. So sleep isn't only good for physical, it's not only good for mental, it's going to help with mental and physical recovery, which is why I think if you don't do anything else to refill your emotional tank, but have a bit more of a rest and have some sleep, 
you will be winning you'll just your outlook can change so dramatically with just a bit more sleep like it's ridiculous you might not even realize that you've been in sleep debt for ages and sleep debt adds up and it will keep adding up unless you get back to that point zero where you don't have a sleep debt so you don't want to be missing too much sleep because it does affect you in the long run most definitely and I've jotted down some other things but what I thought was really interesting is I was listening to a podcast with Jay Shetty and he was interviewing Scott O'Neill and he was speaking about like quality time over quantity time but he was also all about being present and having positive intent but his three main things were about he was speaking about how to refill um kind of refill your own cup kind of this same idea and he had three main things he was like mind body soul I was like oh that fits in perfectly all the things that I've jotted down they always come back to mind body or soul refilling so sleep is for mind and body I think probably more body potentially but also for your mind like it's so important and then I've jotted down a fair few things and these are all going to be things that you know about but it's more just being like okay if you're listening to this episode because you just feel absolutely drained you're feeling maybe your mental health isn't where it should be you're feeling really drained sad perhaps feeling depressed anything where you're just not in a good headspace you probably know these things but it's just that okay if you're in that space right now try one or two of these things to try and get out of it because I know I was feeling horrible yesterday like absolutely horrible I wouldn't have wanted to be around me like I didn't put myself around anyone for that reason because also I didn't have the energy to be around anyone and then today feeling a lot better kind of made some really clear goals of things I need to do even did things yesterday so I'll run through them and hopefully one or two of these things you might be like yes I normally used to do that I remember a time when I did that I'm going to start doing it again so second one self-care goes without saying almost but I'm going to say it because I think we sometimes need that loving reminder to look after ourselves self-care might be reading a book meditating mindfulness whatever form it works for you doing some gratitude maybe some journaling I've written read again obviously I was really passionate about reading a book here Um, maybe having a bubble bath lighting a candle playing some nice music just chilling out not watching Netflix actually chilling out without having that constant stimulus to your mind I actually heard a really interesting I think it was just in a little video someone was saying that wonder why we're all so anxious and depressed these days when it was all those things you expect that drain us but also she mentioned that you know we feel anxious because we're watching a tv show and we're emotionally attached and invested in the characters and the plot line so you know we finish an episode on a cliffhanger and then we're left feeling all anxious so even watching netflix sometimes we might think like i do it i think i'll put a movie on and chill out but if you're watching like a tv show i think maybe more so than a movie potentially in my own experience sometimes you do get so emotionally invested you're not relaxing at all like you are so invested in that show that you know you might have that elevated heart rate your mind is fully in that you're not actually recuperating at all when you're so invested in like a heightened drama show so something to consider there as well which I thought was kind of a new insight for myself and in terms of for me feeling absolutely crap yesterday there was a lot of things that I've been saying I wanted to do I was like yeah new year absolutely gonna smash into it It was the second day I hadn't done anything yet I was like all right if I'm gonna be serious about this I want to lead by example if I'm gonna help coach people 
I can't be sitting over here and not doing any meditating or journaling or gratitude. Like I've got to lead by example. I know these things are all good to do, but sometimes those things that are easy to do are really easy not to do. So I wasn't doing any journaling, meditating or anything. So I'm going to be completely like transparent. I have got so much else that I want to start to implement. But last night I made the decision. I've been meaning to do it for weeks, months, probably months, getting back into a bit of mindfulness slash meditation just before I go to sleep. I'd kept on using the excuse that my phone was in another room. So I was like, well, I can't do it because I need to have my volume up loud enough for the speaker in the morning to hear my alarm. And I realized I could use my Bluetooth headphones. Like we live in an age of technology. Why didn't I think of it before until a friend recommended it? Anyways, Bluetooth headphones in, was able to listen to my mindfulness right before I went to bed, 10 minute guided breathing meditation and then just take the headphones out and my alarm was fine in the morning. Well, I didn't have an alarm this morning, but it was a perfect solution and I was just making excuses. So putting that off was something that had probably been, um, I'll jump into this in a second, but it was draining me because I was like wanting to do these things like gratitude before bed. And that was another thing. I was like, well, I feel so crap. What have I got to lose? I was like, sat down, made the time, did a little bit of gratitude, found like 10 things I was grateful for that day and then did my mindfulness. I was like, these are things that I've been wanting to implement for so long on a regular basis. And sometimes when you hit your lowest point is when you go, ah, oh, fuck, like I need to start doing them now. I remember it was the exact same principle when I went through a breakup. That was when I was the most consistent with journaling and meditating because it's when I needed it the most. I would do it every single night because when your mind is racing that much and you're in such a negative headspace and you can't pull yourself out of it, you are willing to try anything to get you into a slightly more positive mind state. So if you are listening to this episode when you're in a low of a low and you're feeling absolutely terrible, it's absolutely okay and it's a great time to start implementing these things. You don't have to wait until you see those people on TikTok or Instagram and They've got their life all figured out and they're getting up at 5am, they're journaling, they're having fresh greens and, you know, doing all the things and they've got it all figured out. You don't have to wait to have it all figured out to start implementing these routines that actually really help you. I think the times I've been most successful is when I don't feel like I've got it together because I need them the most, pulling on those tools that really help me from a mind point of view. So I think this is kind of mine, maybe soul as well, depending on which way you look at it, but looking after yourself from the inside out, making yourself feel good, prioritizing things. And it doesn't have to be a lot. Like maybe you jot down three things you're grateful for. Maybe you meditate for like two minutes or focus on your breathing for a minute. Um, I just know that I had like a 10 minute guided meditation that I used to listen to that really worked. So I chucked that back on and I was like, why don't I do that? Like it's so easy to do, but we put off the things that are good for us. So this is your reminder because I wish someone had given it to me, like a kick up the ass to be like, just bloody do it put on whatever you need look after yourself take that time out because you don't want to get to that point or maybe you already are at that point but we want to try and implement these routines before you hit breaking point and you've got no emotional resiliency left to deal with anything because you're just so drained and depleted within yourself and these things I absolutely do believe actually refill your tank Um, The next point I've got here is to just move. This is for your body and I'm all about movement. As someone who's studied physiotherapy and personal training, movement is absolutely a 
big, big part of my life and I think should be part of everyone's life. Super good for releasing those endorphins. Doesn't have to be crazy intense exercise. Sometimes I do love a high intensity exercise to kind of really get you feeling right in the zone. And sometimes it's a good way to also be really mindful and present because you can't think about anything else other than like the sprints or the burpees or whatever you're doing right at that moment. But on the opposite end of that, sometimes a really gentle walk can be really nice just to get your body moving. I think on the days when I feel worse, it's when I stay inside in front of a TV and don't do anything. Whereas if I get out, move my body in the sun, absolutely helps so much. And that's something I haven't jotted down, but also getting out in the sun helps so much. And I know I've um, talked about that in my last episode on how to optimize your body clock, but also just for your mood, getting out in the sun makes you feel so much better. Like we're humans that were always outdoors. So I think we're meant to be outdoors. And then I'll jump down to my next point, which is that's probably more for the soul, nature as well. Sun, nature, getting back to our roots. I feel like so many people speak about how getting into nature is so good for the soul, connecting with what we're meant to be connected with rather than sitting indoors all day with artificial lights and, you know, all men built, constructed things around us. I think getting outdoors can be a really good time to go "Ah, reset. And that's what the beach is for me. Um, You can definitely do it with like going into the bush or the forest or wherever you live, like wherever you've got to go to get in touch with nature. For me, I love doing that at the beach. And I know I'm emotionally drained. Like I was saying before, if I'm going to the beach and I still feel like absolute crap and I can't pull myself out of it, then I go, all right, doing one thing isn't enough. I might need to look at my other areas. And that's where thinking of it in mind, body, soul, I think is really useful. It's like, okay, I'm looking at connecting the soul part of it, not doing it for me. Maybe my body is actually too physically tired or maybe I'm not doing enough for my mind. And mind you, when I was at the beach, I wasn't even being present. I was on my phone, I reckon, for an hour or two scrolling on TikTok. So I think you've actually got to be really present when you're doing these things. And I just wasn't in a headspace where I even had the capacity to be present at that point. And that's where I say step number one, rest, recover, give yourself the energy to even then do all these next steps because I think if you don't have the energy to do it, it's just too hard to force yourself to do these successfully. Um, And then I've got connect with a loved one, also super good for the soul. Again, I've got two aspects to this. I think it can be really good to connect if one of your emotions is perhaps feeling lonely, disconnected, even sad. It can be really nice to have someone there to bring you back with love and laughter all those really positive emotions a bit of joy doing something that you love whether that's going for a walk or a coffee or out for a meal or maybe it's grabbing a drink with them whatever it is that you like doing with your friends but on the flip side of that sometimes when you're so emotionally drained you've got to be one really careful with the people that you choose to connect with um and two sometimes you still can get drained from that I find depending on if you're more extroverted or introverted and I use that in the sense that if you're extroverted you normally get re-energized by being with people and introverted you get drained by it I always think of myself as an extrovert but yesterday I was like nope I actually need the flip side of that so it's not always just a black or white answer but for me yesterday was all about solitude Um, so I think you can connect with someone if that's what you feel like you need but also tune in to what you're needing. Are you needing connection or are you needing solitude? Have you been so busy? Like for me, if I think what I've been doing for the past two or three weeks, I've been connecting. I've been with people like 24-7. Like went away camping. I was with people the whole time. 
And it's amazing. Like I love that and I love it at the time, but it also gets to a point where it's about balance. You also need some solitude. And everyone's going to be different on how much of each they need, how much solitude versus how much connection. But I think we need to be really comfortable in being with ourselves and finding that time to be with ourselves, to just be present. And that doesn't mean being on Netflix because I know I definitely do that, like chuck on Netflix. I mean actually like solitude, doing those things that are more self-care orientated, chucking on the candle, like not using distractions because you can't be with yourself in your own company, like actually just being present. And I don't think I've been doing enough of that either. I think when I have been by myself, Netflix has gone on. I'm not perfect by any means. I'm just sharing with what I find that in hindsight and reflection, I'm like, ah, I actually just needed some time to chill out. So figure out where you're at. If you're feeling like in this headspace, you've had a nap, you've had a rest, then is it connection that you need? Have you not been with anyone for you know a while? Maybe you've been in isolation and do you need to call someone? Maybe reach out to a loved one. That was another point in the podcast I was listening to with Jay Shetty and Scott O'Neill. He was like, just take 60 seconds a day to reach out to a loved one, say that you love and miss them. Um, I did that yesterday. But, you know, sometimes there's that difference between needing a conversation and needing to be by yourself. So it does take a bit of time to kind of get in tune with that. And it can be a guessing game. Like yesterday, I wasn't sure if I needed to chat to people or be by myself. But I think in the end, I probably just need to be by myself. And in the other episode I did with how to pull yourself out of a slump, I went through all the steps about how I find that going through the feelings on your own, like processing your emotions, let yourself be sad on your own. And then if it's still there and you still need to speak to someone, then connect. But don't be completely dependent on someone to solve your problems. I think that's the real trick in reaching out are you reaching out to solve a problem like have someone solve it for you or are you reaching out to connect to find that little bit of extra joy and love and spark of you know a bit of light in your life so just be really mindful of why you're reaching out on that one and then I've just got here as well how to refill your tank ask yourself what do you need so any of those things like what do you feel like you need and I've also got here for me that creating a to-do list because procrastination drains you and that has been me to a T so prioritize and take action on the things that are draining you I have been numbing myself and I'm going to do another episode on this soon about numbing and binge eating and I could feel myself falling back into that trap of I was putting off so many of the things that were really important to me because I was so scared to take action that it was a lot more comfortable to do nothing, to stay where I was than to do something. But I was feeling so drained because I was having to numb the feeling of discomfort from not taking action and from almost disappointment and like failure to numb those feelings because I hadn't done what I said I was going to do. Like I was wanting to launch my coaching business at the start of the year. I hadn't done any of the action steps that I needed to do. I had to numb myself hard, which meant, you know, eating when I was watching Netflix and I was like oh I can feel myself spiraling back into this cycle where I just eat my emotions or if I'm drinking you know getting drunk and all of those things are not helpful for actually taking action so yesterday was all about kind of solitude rest recovery and today has been all about action 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 woke up feeling exhausted still after like a massive like nine ten hour sleep still woke up feeling tired but just got up got into it, started doing all the things that I needed to do. 
I love having my finances organized. I haven't had a look at my budget in months and months and it was like out of control. I just felt like I had no control over that area of my life, which was so unlike me. I hadn't done anything in the podcast space and I'd been meaning to do this for weeks and I just let it go because of Christmas and New Year's and I was saying, oh, it's okay. My coach told me to rest, but it wasn't sitting okay within me because it went from, it wasn't clean rest, it was guilty rest and I wasn't being true to myself and what I said I wanted to do. So I knew I needed to do something there, knew I needed to take action on business, knew I needed to get organized with goals, I knew I needed to get organized with um, just doing some intention in the morning as well. So I did some intentions for the first time. And I felt like I've actually cracked into the day, probably been what, four hours now, and I'm actually feeling so much better. And yeah, I'm definitely going to do my next episode on the binge eating because I can feel the difference when I am not being true to myself and I'm procrastinating. I just go to eating. And I don't know who relates to this, but I want to share it because I'm sure there are people that do. But the procrastination drains you so much and you're probably going to have to find other strategies to cope with it because it's really uncomfortable when you're not being true to the things that really align with your deep core values and I haven't been so today was create a to-do list prioritize and take action if that's what's draining you maybe it's the opposite maybe you've been doing too much and you actually need guilt-free rest but like clean rest when you're doing it without feeling guilty so Again, it depends on what's going on for you. It's going to be different for everyone. It's not always going to be the same things that have punctured the emotional tank. There's going to be different things. So you need to figure out what they are and patch them up unique to you. But I want to do the flip side of this as well. Important to ask yourself, what do I need to identify those things I've just gone through, whether it's taking action or taking rest or getting back in touch with nature or back in touch with your mind, all of those things, figure out which it is. But then you've also got to figure out, so it's one thing to pour into the tank. We've got to figure out why it's leaking because otherwise we're going to be constantly having to fill, fill, fill. It's going to keep draining and we're going to kind of be going in a vicious cycle. Best thing to do, patch up those holes or the leaks. So ask yourself what empties your tank. I've just jotted down some things here for you to consider. Is it the people that you're spending your time with? Is it the activities that you're doing? Are you saying yes to things that you don't want to do? Are you people pleasing because of that? Have you got too busy of a schedule because you've said yes to everything? Or for me, like this one was massive, have you been putting off things that you've been meaning to do? Or for me as well, I found this was getting to me and this was some of the things that were kind of puncturing my emotional tank was like the drama that I was letting myself focus on. And we're we're responsible for what we focus on and – I was focusing on all of these external problems and it was kind of creating this like self-centered view of the universe where like I'm the center of it and I've got all these problems and I find sometimes the best way to pull myself out of that is to listen to a podcast where you're listening to someone who is super inspirational and has a massive worldview and they're not like a self-centered view and they're helping people and part of charities and you know their life is about contribution and service and it's always a nice reminder to go, hey, all these little petty problems with people around me are just literally that, like little petty problems in the grand scheme of things. If I was to like jump forward five or 10 years or even 90 years, like using that idea of will this matter in 80 years? Like the answer is no. So you can use sometimes like even TED Talks, anything motivational or inspirational 
podcasts, TED Talks, anyone that you admire to kind of pull yourself out of sometimes your self-centered view of things. And I'm 100% guilty of that. Just getting too caught up in my own problems. Sometimes we need a reality check. And that's not always going to be given to you by your friends and family because no one wants to tell you that, hey, you're being a bit of a dickhead. Pull your head out of your ass and look around you and consider that in the grand scheme of things, this isn't that bad. And it's okay. Like it's a really delicate line between it's okay to be upset and feel sad about things. But sometimes when we get caught up in that cycle of feeling sad and then it's almost more comfortable to be sad. We get so comfortable with that emotion of feeling sad and staying in that emotion because then it's relatable. You know, in this day and age, so many people struggle with mental health. It can become a way to connect with people. So it can be hard to sometimes go, let's pull out a little bit and have a little bit of a look around and put it in perspective of, okay, I don't want to feel like this anymore. How do my problems weigh up in the grand scheme of things? And this isn't going to be applicable for everyone. But for me, what was going on, I was like, this is not going to matter. I'm just getting too caught up in the moment. And the only reason that it was getting to me so much in the first place was because my emotional tank was low. If it hadn't have been so low, these little things, and it was a compound effect. It was one thing after the other compounded, wouldn't have managed to even, you know, pierce the emotional tank. But because it was already low from being busy, 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 few things happened in quick succession, pierce, 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 tank's leaking, I'm empty and drained. So when you've got those little things that have pierced the tank, that's when I would recommend using something to pull you back and have a broader view of your reality and to go, okay, actually, maybe I'm running a little bit lower on emotional resilience. Maybe these problems aren't as big as I feel that they are. And that's super helpful for me. And sometimes I have to force myself to listen to a podcast because the last thing I want to do is, you know, actually realize that maybe I'm not where I should be in like my headspace. It's hard to admit that, hey, maybe I'm making myself suffer. When you're in that mood, sometimes you want to just listen to the sad music and really just feel those feels. But I'd already done that. I was already feeling crap. I was like, all right, I'm over it. I want to be out of this. So if you want to be over it, sometimes having that new perspective from someone else with bigger problems that in the grand scheme of things actually will matter, like helping you know people in third world countries, you go, all right, actually, I need to just have some perspective here. So that's another little thing I would say in terms of how to refill, reevaluate your perspective on things. But just like asking yourself, what's emptying your tank? Is it drama? Are you focusing on external problems? Where's your kind of locus of self like are you looking internal or external external locus of control internal locus of control that's what I was trying to get at so always just handy to kind of assess your situation be reflective on what's going on in your life and then you can make informed decisions about how you're going to refill once you know what's emptying your tank so I think I've spoken super fast but I think I'm going to wrap it up there that is episode 37 what to do when your emotional tank is running low I hope it's been helpful for you because I know I would have loved an episode like this in the past few days. I hope that if you've had a crazy Christmas and New Year's and maybe there's just been lots going on, that this might be the little reset that you need to go, oh, I could just try that one or two things. You can try more, but I often think if there's only a couple of things that you take away from this but actually put into practice, then I have done my job and hopefully it's been helpful. So thank you so much for listening and I'll chat to you guys next time. Bye. Thank you.